The Elseworlds Exchange podcast is recorded live on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. Catch a ton of different comic book podcasts on youtube.com slash comic pop and youtube.com slash comic pop returns, including shows like Back Issues, Off the Rack, and of course, The Elseworlds Exchange. If you like what you've heard, give us a good review. And if you want to help us out more directly, you can always go to patreon.com slash comic pop to check out all the rewards we've got going on over there. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. And I'm Joel, back again. Hey, back again. <laughs> Tag team, back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a new phase from Marvel, but we're going to create our own. Because why That's the hell the not? Why not? Exactly. Uh, I got a bunch of parameters in place that are arbitrary but they're really just to keep the conversation going it's good to have them too because you know that's where creative creativity comes from sometimes you got to limit yourself exactly so and the other thing is i i so this is a phase from marvel that we're pitching in which uh it takes place after secret wars Mm -hmm. but we're not doing x-men because we know if we were like oh obviously we're gonna include everything that they have the the phase would be X-Men, New Mutants, X-Factor, Excalibur, X-Men Blue, X-Men Red. Like, it would be a mess. And that's too easy. It's too easy. It's just And it's just like, who do you want to see being an X-Man? That's not anything. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that could be a whole other conversation, a whole other show. Let us try and do a phase minus X-Men. Now, that's not to say we won't have some new stuff. Hey, we can play with Fantastic Four stuff now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to, like, just make it a Fantastic Four-centric kind of Likewise thing. Likewise here. Like, we could have made it all about Doctor Doom if we Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, I remember pitching that years ago. I was like, the phase should just be Doctor Doom versus the Marvel Universe. And every every Marvel sequel they do is just them versus Doom. And it's, it's not like, unlikely. Seed. Yeah, to seed Doom and make him, like, formidable and interesting. Because he's like, like uh, literally one of the most well-known, recognizable supervillains. He is synonymous with supervillainy. Really. Exactly. You don't get more supervillain than Doctor Doom. It's peak S-tier villainy. Right. It, it's in the name. It's in his uh, his his look, his delivery. It, it, it all works. Uh, so yeah, uh, the parameters are just like it's it's not really Phase Six, but it is. You know, it, it's, it's, a, like, it's an alternate Phase Six. Exactly. Like, what if? They're not ready for X-Men, so we're filling it in. This could also be really funny looking back at this to see if any of this actually does look like what Phase 6 could look like. Or we could be totally off base because it looks like with those last two Avengers movies, they're going to be using Shang-Chi for a bunch of stuff. It looks Mm -hmm. like they're throwing a lot of interesting ideas in there. And I feel like the face of the MCU is going to look really different. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I have a feeling that our phase will look nothing like what Marvel does. And that may be to their detriment, but uh, you know, I, I also don't want to contribute to like the disappointment of the audience, but Hey, you know what? Like this is just us spitball. And this is the kind of episodes you like. We're, we're being idea guys. We're using our whole brains. We're using our wealth of comic book knowledge and general fanishness to try and, you know, put it together. You know, if, if they gave us a million dollars a piece and 24 hours and said, go build us a phase. Yeah. Build a phase from start to finish that has a beginning and an end and does something. And it has to be like its own thing. Mm. You know, it builds off what we, what we have, but it had its own, its own thing so that the, the stage is set for us to go Fox characters. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. Um, That's not to say a couple of Fox characters might not pop in. 
who knows <laughs> as we go through this. But uh, we should also mention this show, show is sponsored by viewers like you watching the show live. Probably not because you didn't get the notification. But hey, if Thanks, you are, you, you can use Super Chats as a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show. Uh, obviously, you're going to have them. Uh, and uh, yeah, but otherwise, afterwards, you can you can just watch. So yeah, yeah let's jump into it. Um, all right, so here we go. This is the phase. Uh, so this is like after Secret Wars, after mm. all the fallout from whatever they do with, with Secret all Wars. the Kangs and all the incursions. Exactly. Like, forget the the Kangs and stuff. Like, we're just we're just going with this is the next big bad setup. Fresh um, start. Yeah. Now we were inspired when we were like kind of uh, kind of having our little internal meeting about this mm. whole thing. We were like, what should this like? feel this tone this theme be and before we knew it we were we were neck deep in alternate futures yes let's make it dark let's make it apocalyptic let's maybe actually trick the audience into thinking that this might be the end that we might actually blow it up and might be done with it after this obviously we won't be but as we have seen time and time again with comics dire stakes and the end of all things is usually a pretty good sales motivator exactly uh but this is this is a phase that's gonna make you as the viewer as the fan hopefully like tense as opposed to uncomfortable yeah but it and is an uncomfortable phase indeed and they've dipped their toes into stuff like this before that first season of what if of course very famously did a lot of cracked mirror stuff a lot of dark possible what if futures but i say you know let's bring that into the world of the movies and let's even crank that dial up further exactly this this is <sighs> this whole phase is like a season of what if kind of yeah uh, don't worry we did think about the audience that is not interested in going along for the ride that only mm -hmm. like picks and chooses some people who are like oh i've only seen the guardians movies which i think those people are more vocal now than ever and you can really tell with the twitter discourse where it's like oh you you don't watch everything ah, i can tell mm -hmm. i mean i guess it's a little much for me whose job it is to do all of this and keep this straight to think that other people have the time and you know disposable income to keep all this straight <laughs> but but i can truly tell by your comments exactly so we uh, we we launched this thing with a solo movie that is also straight up not a solo movie, mm -hmm. um, which is the is... new thing now they kind of do exactly. But this also presupposes the idea that Marvel finally gets their act together and cleans up the rights for this character. Uh, so we open with Hulk. Hulk gets his own movie, and unfortunately, we can't go to Sakar, or maybe mm. we will. But like we can't go to Sakaar. Maybe they already we can't do... have by this point too. Because oh, yeah. again, it seems like they're cleaning up the Hulk rights. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't have had him be such a big part of She-Hulk and plant all those seeds. Yes, but this is uh, <coughs> this is a a story you're familiar with. But we're going Marvel Studios with it. We're changing up the name. So when you hear the name of this movie, don't immediately think of the comic book associated because yeah. that's we're Age of Ultroning this this bitch. Yeah. So uh, this is Hulk Contest of Champions. Oh, such a good name, Contest of Champions. How have they not used that one yet? That just warms my nerdy heart every time I think Contest of Champions. And honestly, every time they've gone back to the Contest of Champions, well, I think they did a book, like it was to tie into one of the mobile games like forever ago, but oh, it wasn't yeah. too bad, actually. There's another one coming up. So is there really? It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not called Contest of Champions. It's called like Contest of Ages or something. Mm -hmm. But it's it's coming out, I think, this summer or something like that. But yeah, we're doing enough. that. 
I mean, it, but, it's uh, a good gimmick. It works. <laughs> exactly. But this Contest of Champions is more like the more recent Contest of Champions that came out from Secret Wars because it is facilitated by our our phase-long villain, the Maestro. Yes, because who doesn't love the Maestro? What a perfect, you know, big overarching chapter villain because they're as strong as the Hulk. They're as smart as Banner. You know, they're evil and eloquent, but also very different from what we've seen with Thanos and Kang because, you know, Thanos is like, oh, I must cure the world by killing <laughs> half of it. And Kang is like, oh, I must stop the incursions, but I'm really fighting myself and I must preserve timelines. You don't get that with Maestro. With Maestro, it's just like, no, I'm the best in the world. I have conquered this world. I have conquered this universe just to prove that I can. Exactly. And, uh, and it, 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 of course, because it's Hulk and it's building off of one of the most like famous or infamous or beloved Hulk stories by Peter David, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with Hulk facing his worst fear, which is not necessarily going savage or going crazy or, or destroying a city. It's, it's about going bad. It's about... Yeah letting his hate and his inner turmoil get the best of him and become like the worst enemy the Marvel universe ever faced. And again, they planted seeds with that in She-Hulk too. And it's like, Oh, it was really easy for you to get your Hulk side under control, but really hard for me. Ooh, I think I have some unresolved issues I probably need to deal with. And then Maestro, Hey, it's me. I'm your unresolved right. issues. That's me. I'm, I'm all of it. I, yeah, none yeah. of it ever like worked out. You know, you know, we had, a love of our life and we just completely abandoned her and then mm. we had a dalliance with an assassin like we've never settled down it's yeah. always just been one crisis after another so It'd be a great way too to even dig into banners you know origin story in early days maybe his abusive father which the mcu movies never really touched on the other ones did but these yes. ones didn't <laughs> that's true so this is this is our opening movie it's hulk contest of champions what is the contest of champions joel Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's a battle royale. It's a it's a wrestling match. It's the maestro saying, you know what? I have conquered everyone in my universe, so I must send my emissaries elsewhere to collect fresh blood and new challengers to battle each other for the ultimate right of fighting me, really. That's the prize. At the end, you get to fight me, and you won't win, but yeah. it'll be fun anyway for exactly. me and, and my subjects. <laughs> yeah, and of course, this is how uh, he pulls in his younger self, and... So we have both Ruffalo's face to face. Uh, we get a fun new MCU design of uh, the Maestro, but also you give an opportunity for uh, Ruffalo to play a sadistic bastard like the Maestro, which I think he would be good at because Ruffalo does have a dark side in some of his other movies there that I think he could tap into. It's true. Yeah, no. And I think he'd welcome the opportunities. And, and I think that the audience would really like it too, because they'd be like, wow, like that's kind of neat. Normally I only see him kind of like being passive or submissive, but mm -hmm. this is a, this is a very assertive, crazy, scary Hulk. And it also puts the Maestro on people's radar on the, on the, the new audience's radar. And as we've seen with Jonathan Majors, it's totally cool for one actor to double dip and play double, triple, quadruple roles. So long as they bring something fun and new to it. Exactly. And we're only asking him to do two characters, but, mm -hmm. uh, the contest champions also lends itself to being a like uh, kind of an epic in a, in its own right, but works in a way that like Thor Love and Thunder, I don't think really did, which is like a big story that is universal spanning and has crazy ramifications, but is at the heart of it about this one guy mm. and his crippling insecurity about his own power. 
Mm. And, and it's a sports movie too is what it is because you got tournament brackets and everything else and i would say you should actually get someone to direct that who has directed other sports movies you know and kind of use you know oh. that you know storytelling you know narrative driving device yeah i like that i like that a lot <laughs> uh, so what else does this uh lend itself to getting you go you know you got the contest champions who, who are our champion what kind of champions are we looking at here Oh, this is where you have all the fun in the world because it means you can cast and double dip from across the movies and the TV shows and get yeah. people to come in and put new spins on old characters. I thought it would be fun again because we're leaning so much on Hulk stuff. Let's actually get Jen Walters in here from the show, but she's not green She-Hulk. She's Savage Gray She-Hulk. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. And, and you could you have the opportunity to really make this like a, a Hulk movie as opposed to like a like a Captain America Civil War where it's like Avengers two and a half mm. where it, 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 you're 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 really drawing from the Hulk pile, especially because this is our first celebratory. Here's our version of the Hulk universe that we can Naturally. play with. So we can get all kinds of Hulks in this. And I think a great opportunity would be to use Savage She-Hulk, especially because I don't want to see Gray She-Hulk in the main universe anyway. So It would be more fun here in the contest of champion setting. Also, too, hey, let's get Liv Tyler back, but not as Red She-Hulk. Let's get her back as Harpy. Let's really deep cut this and have Liv Tyler be a gross bird monster. <laughs> <laughs> I think she would welcome the opportunity just because it'd be a weird choice for her. And then, hey, if we want to bring Liv Tyler back into the MCU, she can just look worried and be a regular person and doesn't wear all those ping pong balls. Like in this movie, she gets to go for broke. Yeah. And then in the other one, you get to go like, oh, my God. Like when Liv Tyler, Betty Ross is doing stuff in the future of the MCU, she's having fun and she's being, you know, a brilliant scientist. But we know that there's something bubbling under the surface. Like, if only for a bit else. of gamma, she could be nuts. <laughs> Hell, I say make this the beginning of her arc across these movies. And then by the end, when we do our big Avengers team up, let's have her be good, you know, good guy Red She-Hulk by the yes. end of it. You know, proving that we have changed the Maestro's history and the Maestro's plan and that we are not slaves to fate and time and that, you know, we are masters of our own destiny. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, in do you have a list of people who you want to see in this one? Is it yeah, like let's let's hear the let's hear I, the the roster here. Yes, I do. Well, I mean, keeping with the Hulk characters, I think now would be the time. Let's introduce a Rick Jones as a bomb. Yes, please. We need the Rick Jones in this universe. Um, you could get anybody from Stranger Things to play Rick Jones. You could. <laughs> Any of those kids are good. In fact, hey, make Rick Jones important to the plot. Say, well, you know, what What made Maestro insane? What made him break? Well, you see, in his world, he had a Rick Jones. He was kind yeah. of his center, his best friend. But then he died because of his work with the Avengers. He was taken away from it. And the banner of that world just never recovered. Exactly. Wouldn't it be great to actually see the Maestro's like, oh, you got yours from like a lab accident? Mine yeah. was a bomb. Exactly. Yeah. Be make it that this maestro is actually much closer to the comic. Exactly. Uh, by the way, uh, I think uh, Steve Harrington Ooh. would be a great Rick Jones. Uh, Joel Keery, I think. That's fun. Joe Keery. Yeah, that's. I it. can yeah. see it. I like okay. it. I like it a lot. But yeah, Rick Jones. He can be a bomb. Like it'd be great to have him be Rick Jones and have it like you're thinking. Oh man, he's just gonna be Rick Jones. And then boom, a bomb. Yeah, I'm the abomination of my. Oh, you introduce him playing the harmonica. Love it. Love it uh yeah you had a couple other fun but okay so it's not all hulk characters i like the idea you had an idea of a, of a hulk of an mcu hulk character a character who faces the hulk in both 
Thor Ragnarok and the Avengers. Uh, that would be neat in this. Yes, I thought, you know, let's uh, let's dig deep in this because in every great sports movie, you need your ringers. You need your crazy like third act like, oh, crap, who's this person? I didn't expect them. Let's get worthy Loki in there. Let's get Tom Hiddleston with the hammer. Why don't we? He's from a world where he was worthy and he picked up the hammer. Yeah. And if you've ever seen the behind the scenes for the auditions for the original Thor movie, you know, the Tom Hiddleston auditioned for the role of Thor in the first place. He's ripped. Yep. It'd be neat to see Hiddleston just go full Thor with it. Uh, and it gives him an opportunity because, you know, he he did the voice in the cartoon. He's Absolutely. been in all the movies. He's had his own show. He's having a season two. He's not against playing Loki as long as there's something interesting or new to do with it. It could even be a short one, too. Like they could fight for a bit and then worthy Loki because he's a good guy and well adjusted. Is like, all right, I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> Absolutely. So and, uh, yeah. and obviously you got to get Cosmic Ghost Rider in here too, because <laughs> I figure if we're doing the maestro as like you know the guy who rules the universe at the end of time, mm-hmm. obviously we should steal some good ideas from Thanos wins and who was Thanos's right hand man in that one, but Cosmic Ghost Rider, he's the one who goes and kidnaps people for the contest of champions, and he's he's the mini boss before the boss. Yes, he's the scourge from Thor Ragnarok, but also he's not thrown away for no reason. And he can um, be funny, too, because Cosmic Ghost Rider's kind of funny, so you can have a serious villain and a yep. funny villain. Absolutely, and what's great is you don't show who Cosmic Ghost Rider is. You just use Cosmic Ghost Rider because we have a plan. We have a plan. Unlike Phase 4, we've got a plan here. Uh, so that's your that's your first movie that's your out of the gate oh my god it's a hulk movie and it's a hulk stravaganza you got you got you bring back betty ross you you cast rick jones you set up the maestro you've got a couple of other like tidbit marvel characters Mm -hmm. loki is our like kind of captain america cameo it's like the only cameo we're really going to get out of like the avengers roster and we also introduce cosmic coast rider and he's not huge he's just in it he doesn't take center straight stage. He's just, he's in it and he does his thing. He's, he's Boba Fett in the original Star Wars. He's hanging around. He's looking cool. And you're like, what the hell is that guy's deal? You're just looking at him like, what is that all about? Exactly. So your next movie, you want to like kind of continue the trend of like, okay, you had your Avenger. Now we're going to give you an idea about what this is all about. This cracked mirror phase. Mm-hmm. And that would be the irredeemable Ant-Man. Yeah, so the idea being that Hulk beats Maestro, he frees, you know, all of the people from the contest, and ooh, this pisses Maestro off so bad, where it's like, oh, you've shamed me, my younger self, now I'm going to take it out on your entire timeline, all your friends and teammates will suffer now, and maybe he's got like a secret deeper dungeon where it's like, this is where I kept all the worst horrors that I've collected, and then he like breaks glass, and Mm -hmm. then that, you know, is your inciting incident for all these other movies. Exactly. So Irredeemable Ant-Man is your like kind of we've done everything we can do after seeing Quantumania I can tell you we've done everything we can with Ant-Man movies it kind of feels that way and as much as I love Paul Rudd and as much as I would hate to see him go I think it would be very fun that we flip the script on this one and we get Eric O'Grady you know oh, he's got a sleek black sloot what's that he's committing real crimes and doing real evil things yeah that's right Ant-Man is the villain in this one actually yeah exactly I, I like the idea that maybe Eric steals the suit from Scott as a kind of like full circle Ant-Man movie kind of situation. Or, or maybe Scott dies in the field. He gets like crushed and murdered and Eric is there as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent because maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. is back by now. And he's like, eh, I'm just going to take that. <laughs> uh-huh. But introducing your like anti-protagonist mm-hmm. as like a kind of subversive, like 
oh my god am i really rooting for this guy kind of way is very like i think the the tone of this phase which is just kind of like i'm having fun but like should i yeah you, that also means you can have a heroic antagonist in cassie who i think should be all grown up now because we're jumping around in time and space and mm-hmm. she is now officially the ant woman because mm. with her father dead she has adopted that title for herself and hey Fun thing too, Eric's got to be stealing something because it's yeah. all about theft. These Ammon movies, he's stealing the Ultron parts, is what he's trying to steal. And at the end, maybe we do some sort of version of Pimtron. <laughs> I like the idea of at least bringing Ultron back, and I really like the idea of there being a movie that uses the themes and hallmarks of its like structure. Ant Man movies are heist movies, yeah, and explain that ultron was off the table but now he is back because of someone screwing up or actively trying to bring him back so that ultron can be an antagonist in the future uh by the way i i I think that if we are going to do that obviously we're seeding the next phase ultron needs to go into space we need to have future like space ultron oh yeah Um, yeah I, I'm on the fence about Pimtron because I think that, uh, what's his name? I know that uh, Michael Douglas wants to die in these uh, movies. Well, um, that's how you could do it. kill you, him off. Absolutely. Yeah, you die and we bring you back as a horrifying robot that wears half your face Terminator style. Exactly. I don't know if, uh, yeah, well, I don't know if he wants to show up anymore. So it's like you could have him be trapped in there or die and then have him come back in like one tearful cameo it's, or something. It's got but... his heart. What about that? Ultron opens up his chest and he's like, and I stole his very heart. Exactly. <laughs> sure (laughs) (laughs) exactly so that's your that's your like kind of smaller no pun intended movie um another one that i thought was important that we get in there is space we need to we need to tackle space but we're not again we if you're if you're just uh new to this episode you're you know we're trying not to rely on or lean too heavily on the x-men we can use them but if we do that'll take over the phase so We got to have a good reason to do it. Yeah, we can tease some stuff, but like we're not going to go full X-Men or full Mutant or full uh, Fantastic Four even with it. So the next one, if we're going to go space, because I was like, oh, man, if you're if you're going to retire the Guardians, do the Star Jammers and Mm. let's just move on. But if we're going space, this is a great opportunity for us to give us a Silver Surfer movie. Yeah, which I think a lot of people are hungry for and have been waiting a long time for. Yeah. And the Silver Surfer movie could be anything. It really Uh, could be. So I'm just taking the title everyone likes and it's going to be called Silver Surfer Requiem. Nice. And it's just about Norrin Rad. Maybe it is his origin. Maybe the whole damn thing is like we watch Galactus go to uh, uh, Zenla. Yeah, Zenla. And, uh, you know, he chooses Shalabal and he like, you know, he goes and becomes the Silver Surfer and, you know, he, he destroys planets. Maybe it's Silver Surfer Black. Yeah, because again, if we're stealing from Thanos wins, but we're just putting the maestro in there, it would make sense to have that because obviously in that story, Silver Surfer Black was like one of the last things that was still fighting Thanos, but like still wasn't winning. Exactly. I I think that uh, Silver Surfer Black is also, if you remove the null element and MCU it, and and I'm saying remove null, not because I think that null is not worth using, but also because I think that if you're going to MCU it, he has to defeat Null at the end, and MCU doesn't understand that you can like defeat someone without killing them. So instead, you you grab a powerhouse from space that like they that they can kill that you can right. like, stand to lose, um, and make it about that. 
but uh yeah so silver surfer is a movie i don't have a cast for that but just like you, you do that so it's like oh man like this this winter silver surfer requiem you know what i mean you, you kill a couple birds with two stones there too because again it's a space movie minus yep. the guardians you can go all sorts of places hell get get molecule man in there get gladiator and the shiar empire in there you know you yeah. can set up a lot of different stuff in that and it's an origin movie because yeah usually they throw in a couple origin movies here Absolutely. No. And it, it's, I think that's important. I think that uh, we've seen what a fantastic four movie that introduces silver surfer is. So let's do something else. Something give different. you give rad something like <coughs> that, that's, that's his own. Um, the next one up, obviously we still have a contract with Sony, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, we're making a Spider-Man trilogy that must, yeah. that, that much is, is, is clear, but this phase you know, I don't want it to be like Spider-Man three and a half or four or or, or six or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we want it to kind of fit in with this whole dystopian kind of like cracked mirror crazy version. So let's just go full Spider-Man 2099 with it. Absolutely. Again, we get to cast a fun Miguel O'Hara. I know mm-hmm. the, the Oscar next... Isaac plays him in the uh, animated series. It, can, it, it's fine. Can we just get him? I don't, yeah. Would anyone care? Would anyone complain? <laughs> right. Would anyone complain? I mean, he's 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 Moon Knight, but like, whatever. Again, we we can double dip. That's the whole point of this. We're double dipping. It's cracked yeah. mirrors. It's dark futures. It's whatever mm-hmm. we want it to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Spider Man the- two ninety nine nine, and it's just it's just it's just Blade Runner. Like yeah, it's yeah. just a dark, effed up, anti corporate cyberpunk movie. cyberpunk movie. Here's the question though: Does Miguel O'Hara come back in time to modern era to warn people about the maestro and how messed up the future is going to be? Or does, you know, do we maybe take Tom Holland and bring him to 2099? I I think we we could do either. I mean, like we could, yeah, you could easily, Spider-Man 2099 is Tom goes to the 2099 universe and you basically do a kind of like messed up uh, Spider-Man meets Spider-Man 2099 story where there's something that happens in the past that's, that, that makes my future. And, you know, it's all because of like this, this rift in this, uh, in Alchemex and, and obviously, Maestro will replace Doom in this thing because he's the one ruling over the Dark Twenty Nine Nine uh-huh. future. Exactly. But you really play up the like maybe fish out of water with Tom, or you just go full two thousand ninety nine with it. And at the end, Miguel and Pete meet somewhere in the middle, and Pete gets like the marching orders, or maybe you switch them. You do what you should have done with Quantum Mania, and if Pete's stuck in two thousand ninety nine, and Miguel in the in in twenty twenty seven or whatever. Or I don't know. I don't. Be. I don't have a plan for that. But I just thought it'd be cool to be like, let's go different with it and be like, Spider Man two thousand ninety nine is our is our Sony combo movie that sets up our phase, which is close but different enough and kind of over there to yes, exactly to not affect anything. Twenty ninety nine too. You could have some fun uh, with the villains and you could plant seeds for history to have Miguel be like, well, yes, I think the the maestro future. I think everything went bad when Norman Osborn ran for president <laughs> and won. Right. Yeah. You but, kind but, of steal from the uh, Justice League Unlimited future, where it's like, this is our problem. This is where we're going with it. Like, uh, also this too, is the looming threat. Yeah. Also in twenty ninety nine too, another big villain was a little guy called Thanatos, who was who again? Oh, Rick Jones. How yeah. about that? Oh, Rick Jones continues to be important. Yeah, yeah. Reminding you about the lat like it's it was three movies ago, but hey, like there you go. Uh but that's your Spider Man movie. Uh like the it. next one up is was your pitch, which I loved, which was um we, you know, Hemsworth apparently can be roped into movies that he isn't always part of. So <laughs> Here you go. Here's your, you could make it your last Thor movie or yeah. not. Because again, cracked mirror f- uh, phase, King Thor. 
we treat it like that. We treat it like King Conan. This is the last one. Yes. The Black Winter is coming for. Maybe he was driven off Earth by the maestro. Maybe the maestro cracked a hole in the universe and the Black Winter <laughs> is coming. And he's like, you fool, you know not what you do. So it's all the Thor characters coming together for one last ride against, you know, the spirit of entropy itself. Yes. I love the idea of using the Black Winter and making it a movie antagonist uh again coincidentally donny kate's story and kate's writes these things as though they're going to be 90 minute blockbusters anyway black yep. winter of course was defeated immediately in its own story so you could just uh, and to no uh fan outrage like just no this black winter oh my god you could even throw in the justice league is like a thing you know like oh these champions it destroys all kinds of places mm -hmm. but uh you know that's it it's just they destroy, uh, you know, King Thor. Maybe his children are in it. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Ooh, the Thunder Sisters. I like the yeah, Thunder, Thunder Sisters, Sisters a lot, actually. Exactly, exactly. And you get, get somebody to cast who's like... three really fun actresses in the role, give them their yes. own hammers and stuff. Yes, and because Taika Waititi obviously isn't directing this, like you get somebody who's like, who's going to let them have fun, but also not, you know, distractingly SNL sketch the movie. Who's, a, so, who's the person who directed The Northman? That was a good one. Oh, yeah. That uh, Vickers, he would never do that. No, I know. He probably wouldn't. But goddamn, Northman was fucking cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Eggers, that's it. Yeah, no, Eggers would never. He said on, he said on record he would never direct a Marvel movie. Yeah, but, uh, they say that until the dump truck of money pulls up at their <laughs> house. I would like a Robert Eggers King Thor movie. I think it might be a little too much of a downer. Well, what's another like, real, like, it. you know, apocalyptic fantasy sci-fi movie from the last couple of years who we could, who we could. Oh, get you know, who would be great. The, uh, the Tron legacy director, uh, oh, yeah. Joseph Kaczynski. Cause he did oh, oblivion stuff. Like he'd be great. Uh, oblivion. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get him. Yeah. Or the person who did annihilation. Uh, I don't remember who that was, but, uh, Oh yeah. I was thinking of an, yeah. Annihilation and oblivion. Wow. Two very similar. Titles. Alex Garland did annihilation. Interesting. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, so uh, but you know, make it epic, make it dark, and and age tragic. everyone up a little bit. Let them have yes. some gray in their hair. Let them play totally, older. absolutely. Uh, and then you're like, all right, it's been a, it's been kind of a downer lately. You wanted to give us something that was more um, fun, yeah, fun, and also utilizes some of the characters that we introduced in this last phase that we were just actually in. Mm. So, what did you think? Uh, I wanted Iron Lad and the Young Avengers because also we now have the Kang connection and everything, and we have mm. this fantastic four stuff. Let's let's play in that a little bit. Let's have you know Kamala Khan, maybe Sam Alexander by then, maybe a bunch of these other young characters. They they also get you know uh, teleported and they get swept up contest of champion styles by this mysterious young kid calling himself iron lad and they're like yeah. no see we need to train and we need to become a team to stop maestro we need to stop what's coming everyone because i have seen the future and i know what's gonna happen yeah yeah you could actually adapt that um remember that event that avengers story that ramita jr and bendis did in which uh it was like it was it played with avengers next yes and, that was uh, that was kind of Maestro. where my head was at yeah yeah like so it's something like that but more more grounded more like our heroes go to the future maybe they do a little fun thing where like they because uh, cassie's on it cassie facilitates them stealing pin particles mm. they on they they take the the time machine out of mothballs mm -hmm. and so they go to the future to stop uh you know well i was gonna say if she's ant woman by this time maybe we'll actually introduce the other one uh the younger one the russian one Oh, yeah, yeah, Nadia or whatever. Or, yeah, Nadia uh, Pym, maybe we'll introduce her yeah. now because we're doing Cracked Mirror alternate reality. So it's like, well, maybe I was Pym's, you know, secret Russian daughter. Maybe I'm from another universe. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, 
the next one was uh, like we have a franchise in Captain Marvel. Captain yes. Marvel is a franchise, like it or not, folks. But uh, there's an opportunity here to do something kind of really cool, but also take one of our most powerful players off the table for us to yeah. be able to set, like, you know, have them show back up later in the movies. And that is because, you know, uh, Carol always says, like, every chance she gets, you know, it's a big universe, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So she's dealing with the brood. Yep, Captain Marvel Brood War. That's your movie. Maestro released them into this timeline to take Captain Marvel off the table. And again, you can build her up too, where, you know, Maestro's like, yes, from all my research, you know, she, she was integral in the big Thanos fight and everything. So for me to win in the past, I must take her off the table when she was in her prime. Exactly. So Captain Marvel versus the Brood is a really fun, like really dark. It could You could really go like full aliens yeah, with it. Yeah, body horror nightmares. Why yeah. not? Like you should. Um, you could also kill off like Talos and a bunch of other of the of the scrolls that you set up because who cares? Um, oh, but, Talos! <laughs> oh no! Do you know you can ADR that without wearing the teeth? Right? You don't have to talk like that. Uh, but well, actually, it's funny. I was thinking too. Who should Maestro's henchman be? Because obviously, for Thanos wins, he enslaved the Chitari again. I was thinking that in the dark future, the scrolls should actually be evil now and actually work for Ma- Maestro. Oh, that'd be great. I'd like that too. Um, or a couple of like opportunistic uh, bad guys or good guy like Gladiator, you know, characters who or Super Scroll. Super Scroll. Well, that was my thing. I wanted to work in Super Scroll, and I wanted to maybe work in Hulkling too by kind of having this connection where it's like, well, maybe this young Scroll saw him and was like, oh, I want to be Hulk. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I like that too. That's a good one. Yeah, you know, MCU it up because oh, and then if mm-hmm. you have Hulkling, Hulkling can actually be on the Iron Lad and the Young mm-hmm. Avengers team. How about that? Yeah, love it uh the next one up uh but that's yes that's captain marvel and um you you could have this like really like tense miserable dark like kind of body horror movie that has a shining light because it's brie larson but like she gets through it all and then she goes home and uh and, and this feels very tacked on so i'm very like selective i'm like you could you could take it or leave it this would be a post credit i think (laughs) yeah but if you think that things are going like you know you're like oh man you're taking her off the table but she does succeed ultimately at the end uh she goes back and she is uh immediately sacked by this member of the brotherhood of evil mutants named rogue (laughs) and uh this is where rogue gets her powers or at the very least her captain marvel powers and everyone would lose their fucking mind (laughs) exactly and that's that's my only x-men connection that's that, fine. Like, you could have that, that one. Rogue, rogue, like, you know, sucker punches her, takes half her powers. You've diminished Captain Marvel's, like, supreme level of uh, of power. And then you also can have Rogue join the X-Men and be the rogue that we all love. The, and the not like that awkward rogue we had in the beginning. The, the hierarchy of power in the Marvel Universe just changed. Change. Oh, my God. Uh and she but says really, that and looks directly into the camera. <laughs> yeah, and gives the people's eyebrow. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, we've been we've been really dealing with a lot of space and a lot of, like, future and stuff like that. So maybe we need to ground things in our movies because we are, trust me, we are living in a Disney Plus reality. So we're going to have shows as well. Naturally. And they said they're going to be, they're going to be, you know, uh, peeling back the shows. They're not going to do as many as they have because if they do, they might work the VFX departments of L.A. to death in the next couple of years. So, like, we're, we we dialed it back as well. I noticed that there were 11 movies in Phase 3, and uh, so we were like, all right, so we'll go 11 movies, but also four shows. That's plenty. <laughs> um, but before we jump into the next one, I think we should address a couple of Super Chats. Yes, that came let's. In. 
Um, let me get all the way to the top. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mickey Veach says, uh, am I the only one who feels like the internet is overhyping Galactus? Many want him to be the big bad of the next saga. I feel like he's good enough to be the main villain of a phase, but not a saga. I myself am down for Galactus. I don't know if, I don't think any, I, I've not heard anyone really clamoring for Galactus since Thanos was introduced. Mm. Like people have talked about it, but I don't know anybody who's like, obviously Galactus needs to be ne the next one. Uh, he also says, and then again, if MCU can make Kang interesting, they can make Galactus as well. Galactus is interesting in and of itself. And has always been more interesting than Kang. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to watch um, any Marvel animated project like the 90s Fantastic Four or Earth's Mightiest Heroes, they deal with Galactus being a Marvel problem in a big major way that is like, really fun and, and exciting. And, and you um, could do some fun stuff with them too. Like you could go total lovecraft unknowable space monstrosity like mark russell did we're like just just even knowing that galactus exists fucks with your cracks brain. your brain <laughs> just just even looking upon him is too much because like obviously we're doing big earth destroying threats in like the final host and everything in those yeah. eternal moves but you can look at them and it's you no can see them yeah, you can't even look at Galactus. Galactus dwarfs even them. Yeah, and they can play with the idea that Galactus, you know, uh, in the comics, he he comes before you as the ch like chosen form of the destructor from your from your world and stuff like Love that. It. You know, uh, Patrick Lawson, hi, Sal and Joel. Hey, Pat, what's going on, man? Hey. Thanks for being. Hobbs, hey guys, happy to see the show back. Uh, show's been back. Uh, I think it would be interesting to go big mystical threat and then all, all the cosmic stuff I see suggested. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, mystical is interesting, but like Marvel doesn't trust it, which is why Doctor Strange was ha has not had a good movie yet. And, and neither of the companies really trust it. I mean, shit, we just got done a Lazarus Planet event at DC, but like, and we've changed the rules of magic again. And I'm yeah. like, you're not going to remember this in a month. No, no, no. Uh, Baggins one seventeen. Hi guys, what about Weapon H or Doc Green? Ah. I don't want to. I don't want to do either of those things. Uh, by the I way. I hear you. Uh, as for the previous uh, comment, I should say we are going to do magic. magic is coming. Don't worry. We didn't leave magic. And also technically uh, Doc Green was implied in that run to be like a fetal state of the maestro that Doc Green would eventually grow into him. So maybe true. in one of these movies, we'll see the larval state. We'll see him with the side cut shave there. Oh. He's kind of in between. They should do that. They should do that with this. Like where it's like in, in our Hulk movie, he has the, you know, the, the, oh, temp, the great temple almost there. <laughs> yeah. Glass man. Uh, you guys in comic story have been the reason why I read comics. Uh, thank you very much, man. As a guy, who's on the outside looking in thank you for being my telescope Aww. listen you are not on the outside if you're reading comics you are on the inside so mm. don't worry about that uh <clears throat> but i like your metaphor anyway uh max m uh, i'm glad to catch the i'm glad to be able to catch the show again uh uni's been swamping me here's to keeping some villains alive <laughs> also uh if you saw mando season three uh i've seen the first episode of it i must express my love for the swamp thing look alike alien that was yes. bizarre we were like why I was like, is this Davy Jones or Swamp Thing or both? I, I love that Mandalorian is like, yeah, we're going to have cool space fights and we're going to have like neo-Western shootouts and things. But we're also going to have, you know, fun Muppet puppets doing cute things. And we're also going to have weird Swamp Thing aliens. And I'm like, fuck, I love Star Wars. Yeah, I love this Star Wars. I was very happy with, with Mando season three, episode one. Uh, Cat Lawyer, uh, I've, been a, I've been off of MCU for so long now, but I love these ideas. I would love to see more character-based stuff that pushes the tone and themes 
things more. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. That's that's what we're thinking. Yeah, that's what makes Marvel b- beloved is character. Yeah, uh, Ray Far, Comic Pop Woo. Thanks, Ray. Uh, I have no hype at all for the upcoming MCU projects except for Guardians Three. So I want some crazy stuff to be explored. Well, hopefully we whet your appetite on the nuts. We're doing it. Uh, no offense, or no, uh, no, no creepy sexual innuendo intended, though I could never <laughs> do that. Uh, so let's jump into it. Uh, <clears throat> for the next movie, we gotta like, we gotta tone things down, we gotta make things make a little more sense. So, how about Marvel Knights? Marvel Knights, yeah, this this would be a good way to, you know, build a new street level team, put a bunch of characters in there who we a haven't seen yet, maybe incorporate some characters from the show who's, you know, who maybe didn't get another season, yeah. or, you know, or who are a big hit and people just want to see and you're kind of testing the waters with them in the movie. I thought it would be fun to have Shang-Chi lead this team because it seems like he's going to be a really big deal following that last phase of movies. And also because, you know, Simu Liu is just everywhere in Canada now, so he's on my brain. (laughs) He's hosting all the shows. He's doing all the interviews. Well, he's great. And also, like, he is their front runner. He's their their only movie star. So Yes, and he's very much trying out for that. He's like, no, let me be the guy to carry the flag in the future. Mm. I want to be the one putting on my back. Exactly. And uh, Shang-Chi's supposed to be street level anyway, so why not make him street level here? Yeah, so we can get him, maybe throw Moon Knight in there, throw Misty Knight and Colleen Wing in there because they're really good and people miss them. And I figure by then we'll have worked out the Netflix bullshit by then too. And we'll have That's over. We're good. We have it. Put him in. Yeah, no, I'm down. I love it. So yeah, Uh, and that's just a a localized issue that maybe is rippled from the the the, the maestro effective well i like the idea of them being like freedom fighters like they're the actual force opposing maestro attacking you know uh, all of his different interests all over the place so maybe we're like five years into the future like maestro has just started to be a thing but the world hasn't totally fallen yet yeah yeah i love it maybe maybe maestro is empowering other villains now and other evil forces i thought it wouldn't be interesting if we bring back a new bad guy version of iron patriot or maybe even who uh who is harry supposed to be in the dark avengers oh uh, american son american son so maestro's thing now is like i am going to pervert the very uh idea of the avengers here's american son everyone because we don't really have a captain america or an iron man yet so i've created my own now using my big brilliant banner brain (laughs) yeah well and you gotta you can dust off uh, iron patriot as well since we've already established that's a that's a mantle that you can bestow and it's just sitting there waiting for somebody and everybody's missing Iron Man and Cap. So, you know, that's that's a thing. Maybe Maestro is getting behind Norman Osborn running for politics because, you know, mm. if we're stealing from dark futures and everything, we might as well steal from some dark Avengers, too. Well, right. why the hell not? Because that's uh, a fucking money printing title right there when we inevitably do Dark Avengers. Yeah, which is definitely on our list. Don't worry. <coughs> uh, before we get to Dark Avengers, because we are cresting the hill as far as the movies in the phases are concerned. Yes. Uh, this next one would be Doctor strange way of the weird love the name yep obviously lifting from the jason aaron name but i'm thinking we're mcuing it we're not doing necessarily we're not doing that uh we had this idea uh originally so this is the movie wong is sorcerer supreme yep as he has has been been. um there is it it it, it is triumphant torment where the vashanti are calling a contest or they very least they're 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 gonna select the sorcerer supreme right and they're like and wong's like uh excuse me but he's in on it dr strange's like what's going on here like what do you mean it's calling wong the sorcerer supreme like i failed i died and they're like 
we choose who Sorcerer Supreme is. I don't know who the Ancient One thinks she <laughs> was, but we're the Vashanti. We pick Sorcerer Supreme. Or your boss's boss. <laughs> exactly. You were not Sorcerer Supreme when you were Sorcerer Supreme, Steve. <laughs> and Wong, you were Sorcerer Supreme when we picked you because there was none, but you're dying of cancer. Oh. And we can't have a Sorcerer Supreme who's going to die. Did so Maestro give him have- cancer? Yeah, whatever. But like, <laughs> it's it's more that it's an adaptation of the oath meets triumph and torment, which are great so, stories. So Doctor Strange is now caught in this situation where he's like, he has to face the trials of being Sorcerer Supreme as given to him by the Vishanti. But he's also like, but my friend is going to die, mm. and I need to save him because I'm his physician. You know, it's like, oh, I like that. I'm your doctor, and your exactly. Friend. So that's your movie. The movie is about Strange choosing life over title and you introduce the Vishanti hell you have a great big scene with a bu- with brother voodoo and Nick nice. West and Dr. Doom you know and Morty Fleish and all a- these characters can we put Ares in here too because we're still building up to Dark Avengers so maybe Ares is the guy that Maestro backs in this Vishanti competition like hey right. so go and become Sorcerer Supreme for me as part of my plan to conquer the world by 2099 right, conquer exactly. the universe by 2099 yeah uh, by 2099, I like that. You know, I've got a hard target. Got a hard uh, target. He's got a whole like whiteboard up here yeah. of like goals to reach by 2099. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's your movie where it's like this is this is a Doctor Strange story, and it uses <clears throat> that. Also, the Shanti see that like magic is under threat, and so you can in, you can include like the magic thing. Oh, and I like the idea that um, while Doctor Strange is like going on the quest to save Wong. While also dealing with the trials of becoming the Sorcerer Supreme, he discovers that Wong had been doing all the heinous, messed up stuff from the Aaron years. From the Aaron years to help facilitate this thing. And Doctor Strange is like, oh my God, like I didn't I like even know you, but I still need to save you you know because again this is the darkest phase yet we need to add that maybe you could write it off later to be like oh no maestro broke magic to make it that way (laughs) force wong into this fucked up position because you gotta always bring it back to the big phase long thing exactly so but that's your doctor strange way of the weird and it's just it's just it's it's triumph and torment it's uh a little bit of way of the weird but it's also um the oath uh i like it and allows you to like you know really play into the character um our, I think at this point, before we get to our penultimate suggestion, our, our we should also talk about our Avengers. shows. Yes, because we're doing shows, because we got to do them too. Uh, these shows are also, of course, supposed to be like playing with the idea of like the cracked mirror, dark future, dystopian stuff, alternate realities, but also uh, be something people might want actually want to watch, mm-hmm. irrespective of those universes. So the first one up, uh, because I didn't want to go X Men, and because we've seen it already with Logan. Yep, Old Man Hawkeye. Yeah, again, here's hoping Jeremy Renner will be healed and back in time for this one. And we'll probably be old enough where we won't even need makeup by the I mean, time the re- we need to do. The reality is Jeremy Renner might like might welcome that idea to do like a, a kind of like messed up Hawkeye character. But yeah, old man Hawkeye, that's your move, that's your show. Eight episodes. It's just a you know, and it's and it's a it's like Loki in as much as like when Loki goes to the you know, the place where all the where the TVA dumps all their crap, yeah. you know, so it's like it's just it's it's a smorgasbord of it's like Road references and, and 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 it's Road Warrior, and it's so it's it's like a it's like a PG version of The Last of Us, like you know, it's which just like, really popular now, which I'm sure people would super dig. And again, you get to move that Maestro timeline up, like this is like okay, this is post 
President Osborne, Maestro yeah. was found out. He killed most of the Avengers. He he dropped a bomb on New York, so New yeah. York is gone. Well, and then you can also play up the whole like Hulk thing, you know, with the Hulk gang and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that'd be really good too. The Sons of the Hulk. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like that a lot. He started handing out irradiated blood to his most loyal followers. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. That's one show. The second show is called Punisher War Journal, and yes, it's of course. just got to be War Journal. Yeah, and it's a six episode Punisher show, and it's just about Punisher. It's it's a street level show. You maybe make it like have an overarching villain like Kingpin or something like that. I would say make it right after Osborne becomes president, and then have Frank be like, "Well, don't like this." Yep, <laughs> exactly. But that's your Punisher show, and and it's there to establish cosmic ghost rider that's your post-credit final episode <laughs> yeah oh no I, I think you save it no no i think it's supposed to it should feel like it's its own thing because like when you meet cosmic ghost rider in your uh, contest of champions movie mm-hmm. you don't know he's frank castle except no. unless you're a big nerd yeah absolutely which we but, are <laughs> but they don't show you so you're watching this and you're like oh my god i love cosmic ghost rider then maybe you're like finally getting into the mcu and you're like i guess i'll watch this punisher show i mean i'm watching all the other shows mm-hmm. why not you get to know frank maybe he sounds a little familiar uh, but they use, you know, stuff so you don't really recognize them. Yeah, of course. But then when we do inevitably in another future movie we're going to establish later, establish Cosmic Ghost Rider and who he is, we link the show and the, oh, and the movie. Like it. So it's like, oh, my God, it's that guy from that show I saw. Yeah, you've been you you thought you were watching two stories, but you were actually watching one. Right? Like you're watching this like weird street level kind of like dark political and like, you know, thing about this guy and then suddenly boom, it's 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 a it's laying the groundwork. He also becomes a space biker working for a big green dictator at the end of time. Exactly. Uh the other show Exiles because A, you got to deal with like a team that knows exactly who like this is this is the group this is your guardians these are the guys who know exactly who maestro is exactly what the problem is and they're trying to deal with it ex- like de- deliberately maybe they visit all the other movies and shows while they're going oh, in their episodes fun. to try and clean them up but uh but exiles are is our sliders meets you know guardians kind of show i like that they're the ones who come in saying this is not the universe as it's supposed to be this is not the timeline hulk when he defeated maestro in the contest of champions he got so pissed off he took it out on this entire timeline yeah exiles is our loki or our wandavision <laughs> where it's like it establishes the rules and like finally kind of like it's that scene when like thor finally just sits the avengers down and goes like these are the infinity stones I like this is it. what they do and this is what they can do and this is what we have to do with them this this so, is the crunchy lore show for the people who are into that sort of thing or the people who are just like I, I i like this but i don't know what's happening how does it all connect the exiles will explain it to you yes in no uncertain detail <laughs> and then for no good reason whatsoever the horrors of the man thing well because yeah because we got to have more magic we got to have monsters and people really liked man thing so fuck it man thing gets a show and every episode he can hang out with another magical character exactly and see how they're reacting to the maestro's bullshit right and the magic show is just an opportunity for us to do werewolf by night again uh elsa bloodstone could be one of could be the character that talks the most um but will, you, you will blade you, have had a movie by then oh yeah no we've already had blade so like blade can show up uh maybe blade's daughter's in it like who knows like there's just there's a lot of opportunity for horrors the man thing and that's that is our like you know uh, carrot to the people who were like i i i want to work here but i don't want to necessarily like do all of that stuff all the heavy yeah. lifting and like no problem 
no problem. Magic has its own problems and, uh, and, and, and monsters. So here we go. You know what you do? Norman Osborn ran for president on an anti-monster ticket. If I get elected, I will form Hammer and they will go out and they will hunt the man things of the world. So you need not worry, people. Yeah. Don't worry. Now, you could also, you could you could go full ridiculous with this, where in the Punisher show, mm. Punisher is going to kill whoever, the president, whatever. And he is killed. He's yeah, he cut up, chopped up by the Dark Avengers. By the Dark Avengers, and the horrors of the Man Thing is about Frankencastle. Mm, I like it. I don't know if anyone else would like it as much as I do. But I I'm think people would be very. They'd be like, "What the hell? He died!" And then at the end of the horrors of the Man Thing, like they fix him. Yeah. And then you go, "Oh, okay." And then you find out later, like, oh, "It's the same guy." <laughs> I mean, John Bernthal being a Frankenstein, I'm down for that. Wait, he's a Frankenstein and he's the cosmic ghost rider. Wow, he does a lot. Yeah, right? I think that'd be fun. Uh, so that's our, th- those are the shows that like kind of set up and, and, and support the, the, the phase. Then we got our last two movies. Obviously, Joel's been teasing it the entire time. Dark Avengers is number two. I mean, yeah, if you're doing dark, cracked, mirror, end of the world, everything is fucked up, everything is wrong, you gotta do Dark Avengers. And that's why we peppered, you know, American Sun and Ares and everything else through the other ones. In fact, hey, uh, O'Grady would be on this team too. In fact, hey, you should have uh, Osborne at the end of those movies doing the Nick Fury oh thing. God. <laughs> I'd like you for a new initiative. Yeah. <sighs> an evil, yeah, an evil Nick Fury post-credit sequence would be great. You're my kind of bastard, Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hell, you could, um, I mean, you could put, you know, you could put Rogue on the Dark Avengers, or I you could, it. or you could. Um, yeah, she could take the Moonstone part. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, somebody needs to join from the, the Marvel Knights situation, but like you could, uh, for the space stuff, like King Thor, you could have Cosmic Ghost Rider uh, enlist like somebody who shows up for dark Avengers. Like, yeah, exactly. That, that would be your, fun- Oh, maybe we should have like a winter soldier where like he stayed Russian or something like that. Oh yeah. That'd be fine. So we can have an evil Bucky. Cause we haven't really had any of that yet. Exactly. But dark Avengers is just like the, Oh, it's here to st- like your, your, this is getting worse before it gets better. Is this for here to stay? Oh my God. Like, exactly. Really Here's dark the team. Now they're all evil. They're all bad guys. Right. Uh, and that's that movie. And it's maybe, just, maybe we'll get Venom Spider-Man in there. Maybe we'll do something with that. <laughs> yep. I feel like they're not going to do that. I feel like Sony's going to be like, no, people get confused. Oh, if you oh put no. Hey, Venom in there. you know, what we'll do. We'll finally put Scorpion on the team. We'll put Cartel Scorpion on there. We'll give <laughs> him a suit and we'll finally pay that off from Spider-Man forever ago. Yes, he could get the uh, he could get that that piece of venom that came off in the post credits. Hey, there you go, Gargan's Perfect. venom. Hey, yep. he's Gargan's our venom. venom. There we go. Uh, and then the last one is our like culmination point, uh, and that would be, and I and people may have wondered like why did you call Hulk contest of champions? Because this is when we call our next movie, our last movie of the phase, Avengers: Future, Future Imperfect. Perfect. It's, it's too good a title coming can't... summer 2027 avengers yeah. future imperfect <laughs> and that's just the everybody fighting maestro to try and put it all back to the way it was and again uh, it'll be a hulk it'll be a team movie but it'll all be about hulk defeating himself and putting it right and knowing like oh shit did i cause this and maybe we can even play with that thing they do in time stories like this like oh no i'm going on this adventure am i creating a self-fulfilling time loop where i'm going to become maestro anyway right exactly uh i'm i'm a little afraid of the um 
of the of time again but i also think that this is different enough where we're not messing with all of time we're messing with the one main timeline because maestro was pissed off about it exactly <laughs> like, like again i want maestro's motivations to be actually much smaller than thanos's and kang's no i'm mad at one person and i took it out on one whole world right right exactly yeah everyone's gonna feel like my rage yeah. on this one very intimate problem i have you thought i was mad before but you know no rage like the rage of the maestro exactly there you go uh dante namikaze says uh, since kang is in the movies now marvel will deal with kang time babies <laughs> i hope so uh c top 1106 pardon the tangent how would you involve the comic creators in this phase simply pay them fairly or have them involved in making this phase work love the show and your channels i have no control over that uh but i would say like i mean if we're making it you know as long as we're dreaming i'll have a pony uh you know yeah like sure uh, i mean we we'll, we'll stole like sure. five ideas from donny kate so sure we'll give him a credit a special thank you credit and we'll you know invite him to the premiere i guess i mean that's certainly that's that's the marvel mo right now i mean like sure you know what work in like a like a you know a revenue split for people who in, you know influence oh, you know what donny can have a cameo he can be there in the contest of champions he could be there one of the people cheering yay yeah. so he can get and some then, residuals off the back exactly of that's certainly how they work it right now um panda go crazy comic papa always gets paid <laughs> uh especially when you bring on my favorite co-host thanks for all the hard work entertaining us nerds thank you very much panda i'm uh, warmed <clears throat> grumpy goat terrence howard is iron oh Patriot. man a roadie brought in from an alternate universe i think he would say no yeah, I think, and also, do we really want to work with Terrence Howard now? I think there's a reason they stopped hiring him in things. <laughs> uh, Nikki T, ah, Morty Fleischman returns. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> uh, what's it about them? Uh, Wongers will always be my source. Of <laughs> I'm glad you have one. Oh, we got to uh, work her in there, too, the way of the weird somehow. Maybe she's one of the Vashanti at the end of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I was secretly a Vashanti all along. Yeah, I was her intention to be dumb. <laughs> She could be like flirting with Ned. Ah, that's fun too. Uh, the infamous Mike Manhattan, a secret war movie using the Thunderbolts. Uh, we're going to see that already. Yeah, it's coming. Probably. Uh, Grumpy Goat, Frankie Castle is an animated show. Think 90s Conan. Ooh, I like that a lot too, actually. <laughs> I don't know if you can get an entire season out of that. No, thing. you know what? If when they inevitably do a what if season, that will be our what if for Punisher. Yes. What if Frankie Castle? What if he got chopped up to bits trying to kill President Osborne and then hung out with man thing in the monsters right exactly so uh that would be the phase and i don't know what we call it because like we're dark not ages. it's not D well it's it's yeah i was gonna say it's dark it, it's it's not dc so we're not naming these things yeah well <laughs> but, but they kind of uh, did though the infinity saga and the kang true. dynasty that we're in right now yeah i like dark ages that's cool dark ages because it's also kind of a thing that came out not that long ago i don't know it's a name that we could steal um love it yeah so that's it it's just a it, it, very much like a go for broke here's something weird let's try this why the hell not Let, let's it's, scare people into thinking we might break it and keep it this way yeah exactly um and, and then when we also, inevitably put it all back at the end people will be happy it's the new coke effect right exactly well then the next one you do because you just had like this insane smattering of marvel mm -hmm. of, of what you knew and what you've seen <laughs> Then you go uh, mutants and 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 marvels. The and age then of you Adam. go like yeah. Then you do the age, age of, of the Adam. <laughs> exactly age of Adam. I mean like that's you just go X Men. Um, and I think that you know if if they want to be patient, you know in the future I imagine we'll see phases that do look like a blend of what we've seen 
and X-Men where it'll be like, you know, <clears throat> it'll go it like seems to be the idea where it's like, right, all like, right, you know, we don't want to go broke on this. We don't want to make people hate it. So yeah. let's just kind of weave it in. So like each phase starting after secret wars, if I have to guess, and I'd like to hear your theory as well, is that like, it's an Avenger, a spider, uh, an, a mutant and an event. And, and then, an, and then a movie like, and then, and then a team up. Probably, you know, and then well, it also matters too on you know what's popular. Like maybe that Blade movie will do, bo- you know, big box office, and maybe that will take like the Black Panther spot, and so we'll have a big that that'll be like a big event movie every year. Or maybe like Fantastic Four blows all the fucking doors off, and people want I hope more so. of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to see like a Fantastic Four movie like every other year if they're gonna make them because it, it, it's basically like getting an Avengers movie. Yeah, and then we'll get like, you know, hey, maybe Namor will get a spinoff. You know, maybe we'll get Fantastic Four and Namor will get Fantastic Four and the Inhumans. <laughs> yeah, I would like that a lot. I think that'd be okay with me, uh, especially because of how successful it was, like how good Namor was in those. Oh, movies, he killed it. That movie. So, yeah, that's our that's our pitch. It's not like I don't I will not be disappointed when they don't do this. Same. But it was a fun thought exercise that we put together in 24 hours. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. It's just a straight up thought exercise nothing to do with anything it's just which hey major studios if you need idea guys we threw this together in 24 hours if you gave us a million dollars each imagine what we could put together yeah. for you. a million dollars in three days trust me you Holy will get shit. a dope phase and it will be like comprehensive and it'll have ramifications like it'll i guarantee we could come up with something better than james gunn and it'll be nuanced and thematic <laughs> and it'll be like homaged and then we'll do what that commenter said earlier and we'll make sure that the creators get their money also um, that you know especially because here's the thing they don't they don't they, they, that's not how that works like they're not gonna pay them uh but they also <laughs> need to like i mean like they, they screw people out of money just by saying that like huge blockbusters didn't make any profit oh so, yeah but you made a billion dollars mm, not enough though did we though i mean like can you prove it point to it point to on the doll where we made a billion dollars <laughs> i don't know every variety article i saw yeah <laughs> bite me yeah <laughs> but yeah so um there you have it we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us we're really lucky to have you if you yeah. want to support us more you can go to youtube.com slash cape joel or uh, go to patreon.com slash comic pop or subscribe to this channel click the like button it helps us out and we want to thank our super chatters for sponsoring today's show and keeping the riffraff out of the <laughs> uh out of the pot so to speak mm-hmm. and uh let us know which movie out of this collection you want to see the most yes uh, please Looking forward to hearing your thoughts in the comments, and we'll see you guys next time with another episode. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. So long, everybody.